0: just go to cars.com it's magical
1: we've been asking all week will The Miami Dolphins proved to be that same old team this week against the Buffalo Bills. And we are going to get to all that. We're going to break out the crystal ball here on Sider Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Jake and Josh show. But before I talk about anything Dolphins related, I wouldn't be able to do so without my co-host here. So Joshua, Josh, Snow, full stop.
2: Yeah, dude, the Dolphins have been asking for it, and we talked about a little bit before we came on here, but it sounds like some of the reports are coming out that this could be you know, a big snowstorm, 14, 15 inches of snow. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, yeah, man, snow's on the horizon. Dolphins want to let it snow. They want it colder outside. They're going to get their wish, and we're going to talk about this game, but before that, Jake, it's Friday. The weekend's coming. Primetime matchup tomorrow. How you feeling, man?
1: All things considered, pretty good, man. It's uh, We're actually getting the storm here in Massachusetts right now, uh, West west coast of massachusetts and uh it's cold it's slushy it's wet it's not necessarily a, a bunch of snow but josh I, I have to imagine if i'm getting some sort of snow um you must be getting something too right
2: yeah, well, I was kind of excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to show the kids snow tomorrow. I mean, they've seen snow before, but I was like, could bring them downstairs, look a out the window. Type thing. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be very nice and white out. It will, it was. It basically snowed, uh, you know, wintry mix early in the morning for like an hour, and then it was just straight up rain. So I guess it's good because I don't got to go out and shovel it, but I was kind of excited to go out there and, you know, play with the kids in the snow. So yeah, we're getting a little bit of stuff, but right now it's just rain.
1: It's really break your hip weather, right? It's you, there's not a lot of snow, and, and best case scenario, you're just going to fall on some black ice and break a hip. That, that's that's really what we look forward to here in the Northeast. So, uh, everyone in Buffalo who is so excited about the snow, they are lying, they are absolutely lying. Uh, but Josh, you made a great point before the uh, we got on here to podcast, and you know, it seems like every beat reporter in Miami and when I worked at a newspaper, it was the same thing. Like you'd hit up the national weather service and you just kind of talk to one of their meteorologists and get some notes. But man, it seems like every single reporter for the dolphins and, and bills too, is reaching out to someone at the national weather service to talk about this storm. And uh, man, you, you kind of said it best. Is anyone really going to be mad if all these people are wrong and it's barely snowing Saturday night? And like, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, and as someone that always is tweeting out, you know, quick highlight clips, you know, Jalen Phillips propaganda, this and that. I mean, is this not just, you know, kind of the definition of propaganda? At least that's the way I'm thinking. You know, maybe they're just up there, you know, trying to spread these reports. Because, I mean, again, if they're wrong, no one's really going to care. But um, I can't really say I feel too bad for the Dolphins after they kind of, you know, beg Mother Nature to bring it on to them. One thing that I did think was kind of interesting was Andy Slater reported that they're going to be wearing the all-white jerseys, Jake, with just aqua socks. So the first thing that I came to my mind was that Riley Cooper Cooper, I don't know if you remember he's playing the Saints was laying down in the end zone on the kick return and the guy like no one saw him there. They <laughs> lateral over to the other side. I mean, they're going to they're going to basically be wearing ghillie suits out there. Right. I mean, so I want to see uh, maybe one of those trick plays. But in all seriousness, man, um, the elements are definitely going to be a factor, despite, you know, what so many people are trying to say. But it's not like what we have in South Florida, where the opponents are being beaten down by the sun everyone's going to be in the snow. Everyone's going to be playing in the same uh, effects. And we just got to hope the dolphins can take care of business. Cause this is a big time matchup.
1: I like that saying, everybody's playing in the snow, man, that, that, that should be the t-shirt. We're all in the snow together, but man, this is a team that is trying to sweep Buffalo for the first time since 2016. And if you forgot, which shame on you, if you forgot the dolphins did defeat the bills, 29, 19 back in week three, it was a kind of a weird game, Josh, because the bills controlled the ball for most of the game. But I mean, I mean, when it came down to it, the Dolphins made the one, two plays that mattered. And and you kind of say that and you realize, hey, 21-19, 40 total points. That's not a lot. If the Dolphins want to win on Sunday, you do wonder if it's going to be the same thing. You consider Josh Allen is a freak when it comes to running the football. Devin Singletary is looking solid. Yes, the Dolphins are a better team against uh, opposing running attacks. But I do have a feeling this could be another scenario where the Bills might command a lot of the game, but I think the Dolphins might have those one or two windows to take a shot get on the scoreboard and pull away with the win
2: yeah I think back in that game we were all just talking about bend don't break right I think the Dolphins defense I believe Josh Allen threw for 400 yards I think the only reason I mean I'm not gonna say the only reason the Dolphins won that game but we all remember that fourth and one I think it was at the goal line I mean he had a guy open and kind of skipped rocks and when you're Josh Allen with a rocket arm I mean that's just not what you're really used to. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, this is elements are going to affect everything. I mean, we all can kind of agree. You heard Raheem Mostert say, you know, the snows kind of favors the running backs. We know throughout history, you know, Ricky, Ajay, Reggie Bush, what they did in these atmosphere. Um, but I just, I, what concerns me most is going to be Josh Allen's legs, right? I mean, everyone's throwing out the stats from last week in the snow, you know, he doesn't, didn't put up godly numbers, but, um, to me, every time we play the bills, being able to contain him and stop him on those, you know, third and longs in those situations where they do play well in coverage that to me is going to be the biggest factor because if you're Josh Allen man I mean I don't know man I I said it to Merrick I I feel like this might be like a 150 yard rushing game from him and that just makes me feel absolutely despicable
1: yeah and that's that is the X factor. Like, we're sitting here talking about the snow. We're talking about Tua. But, Josh, this Dolphins defense, there's nothing more night and day than them trying to tackle someone that's a running back that has the football and someone that's a quarterback that has the football, right? They're along 3.8 yards per carry against opposing running backs. Opposing quarterbacks, Josh, that number absolutely balloons up to 6.3 yards per carry. Um, I think Josh Allen, he ran for 4.7 yards per carry last week. That is actually pretty close to his yards per passing attempt, Josh, was 5.4, so I think you're really onto something here, and and let's kind of talk about this, let's talk about the defense a little bit more, because this, I think, is the X factor, and you wonder, okay, how do you kind of shadow Josh Allen? I don't know if the simple is a linebacker, I kind of even like safeties, but there's a situation brewing uh, for the Dolphins, Josh. Eric Rowe out with a hamstring injury, he didn't practice all week, and the same is true for Elijah Campbell, he's out with a concussion. Uh, Campbell more on the We'll say cornerback end, but he is someone who has done uh, both. He's played safety. He's played cornerback. So Josh, if you, what you say is true, which it usually is, if the Bills are going to be running the football so much, how would you game plan considering the fact you don't have Eric Bro? the secondary is very, very loose and there aren't a lot of players on it.
2: Yeah, shame on me. I I know that in the article I wrote for the Finn side, I listed him as a safety because I think that's what he was on the injury report. So I should have just went with the cliche defensive back turn with Campbell. But, you know, that secondary is definitely banged up. And to me, Eric Rowe missing him. You know, we know Dawson Knox is a pretty solid tight end. We know, again, Mm -hmm. what he can do coming down the box and making plays. So that is definitely a guy that I think the Dolphins defense would have needed this weekend, you know, is going to miss. But, you know, people in my replies, I think they're kind of underrating what Eric Rowe meant to this defense. For me, and I know last time I and I had egg on my face, I said it was Chan. Tyndall that was going to be that guy. I think I had actually did a cut up where there were five uh, plays where he was spying uh, Josh Allen. And I mean, uh, I think maybe one of them he stopped him short of the stick. So <laughs> that was my original plan back in week three. But I mean, I don't want to piggyback on what you said, Jake, but I kind of have to because you have Duke Riley here and he's kind of that. I don't want to say what Channing Tindall is, but, you know, he's kind of that speedy linebacker that can cover a little bit, can kind of flow around. I guess I'd maybe say Jerome Baker. I mean, I know he's been doing a lot of stuff off the edge this, uh, you know, over the last few weeks. You know, he's kind of that guy that can play a little bit of uh, all over that defense. So I, I, I would love to say Channing Tindall. I'd love to say that we can rely on our what? Third round draft pick, you know, in this game, but I'm going to have to go with either Duke Riley or maybe move Jerome Baker back there. But then with uh Eric Rowe out of the lineup, that gives Verone, Verone McKinley the third a chance to go out there and be a playmaker. And we know his best friends, Frosty uh, Javon Holland. So maybe those two guys, you know, he's a hard hitter, a guy that can also come down and play in the box. I don't know, man. I really don't think there's a way to stop uh, Josh Allen. You just got to hope you can contain him and, you know, hope he skips a rock on fourth and one at the goal line.
1: And that's exactly it, right? That is the way you're going to tr- hopefully slow down this Bills game- team because they are an absolutely talented bunch. Josh, um I don't want you to take back what you said. I think uh Channing Tindall and Duke Riley comparison is a good one. Um I think Basically, if you want to boil it all the way down, they're the speedy linebackers who can kind of go side in the sideline a lot better than the Alandon Roberts, the thumpers who are just going to kind of run downfield. And once they're going in a straight line, um, it's like a train. If they turn a little bit, they're flipping right off the tracks. Uh, In reality, you're just hoping Channing Tindall becomes a more um, a sharpened version, right? But I kind of feel like this is something you're going to have to do with the linebackers. You're going to have to get them really involved. And it's not going to be like a Jerome Baker game where he's just blitzing off the edge or even Andrew Van Ginkle just blitzing off the edge you do have to wonder is this a scenario where you know you stick to your front floor and you're just kind of moving guys all around the the 40 yards behind the um the line of scrimmage just hoping that hey you can figure out a, a scheme where you have these guys just in Gabe Davis' face just in Stefan Diggs' face just enough to kind of keep Josh Allen off balance a little bit
2: yeah I'm glad you brought those guys up um I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox were both banged up in that week three game. And there were actually a bunch of guys listed out. You know, they just signed Cole Beasley. You know, we're starting to see Dalvin Cook become a thing. So um, I have a whole list of defensive players, too, that the Dolphins did face You said yeah.
1: Dalvin, but I'm just going to throw that out
2: there. Yeah, what I say, Dalvin I, and James Cook, right? James Cook, there we yeah. go. So, um, yeah, man, I want to see the way this game plays and the way these teams choose to attack each other. I mean, we all say it's snowing. You know, we can't even project right now how the, the weather's what it's going to be like, how it's going to impact this game truly. But, I mean, I think that we can all sit here and suspect that both teams are going to run the ball. But as soon as we say that, you know, we're going to be watching a game and you're going to see Tua throwing three times on that first uh, drive. But, again, Jake, up front is where I want to see the Dolphins, you know, take advantage of this game, especially if it's a run game, a uh, game where both teams are going to try to run the football. We've seen Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer be absolute menaces over the last few weeks. Um, we see Bradley Chubb, you know, again, I think a lot of people under underplay what he's does for those other guys in that defensive line but um I'd love to see Jalen Phillips take this game over right man I mean we've seen him just flashing and flashing and flashing these few weeks we need we need to get to Josh Allen we need to rattle him and we need to find a way to stop him and I feel like I'm just continuously saying the same freaking thing over and over again because um you know I got slack for it once before but Josh Allen is one of if not you know I'm not gonna say the best quarterback in football but he's definitely what top three
1: yeah. Yeah. We'll say, we'll say a top tier player. And last week, Josh, Justin Herbert completed 39 of 51 attempts for nearly 400 yards against the dolphins and Perfect. specifically tw- 20 targets, 18 receptions to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, You know, I hope you, you realize Josh Boyer was hoping that, you know, a couple of those go incomplete. All of a sudden it's a punt. I think this week, Josh, it's going to look a lot different. But again, I I think it does come down to that secondary. I think that front four is going to be a menace as it's been. Um, And it it kills me, Josh. You've mentioned it twice now now how, you know, you praise Eric Rowe. People think he doesn't do enough. You praise Bradley Chubb. Other people think he hasn't done enough. Nobody watches these games more times over than you. So it just kind of kills me that people are going to come out and say that, um, especially without a lot of context. But man, it really boils down to uh, what Josh Allen is going to do. I don't think he's going to be ripping it all across the field. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of cornerback action. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is going to get his. But man, if you can slow down the rushing attack, if you can just make Josh Allen feel even a little cold, I think that's going to go a long way in coming away with a victory. But Josh, everyone wants to talk about the offense. So let's take a little break. And on the other side, can Tua and this offense really get going in Buffalo?
0: This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
2: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut! What are you two doing? Just go to frito com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void or hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com.
1: Josh, the Dolphins are staring right in the face of a two-game losing streak. So I got to ask you, man. Um, one of my favorite sayings is, time's a flat circle, history of pizza itself, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but there's one of two ways this goes, Right. You either win in Buffalo, and we're all talking about the win in Buffalo, or or you lose three straight, like the team did earlier in the season, and then you win five straight games, and then you're in the AFC Championship game, Josh, so what's going to happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're giving me a choice between those <laughs> two, man, let's lose this game and, uh, you know, rattle off that five game win streak. I mean, that's kind of the hope that you have if for some reason Dolphins fall here. I know a lot of fans are already, you know, tweeting out they don't necessarily even need to win this game to make the playoffs still, which I don't want to say that's a loser mentality, but I mean, that's just the Dolphins' way of sneaking into the playoffs, right? So um, I believe even that Green Bay game on Christmas Day won't really have any effect. So the Dolphins would really just have to beat the Jets and Patriots at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> if we're going to lose this game and rattle off, five and make it to the AFC Championship game. I do notice how you said he only won five, so we'd probably lose the AFC Championship game, but uh that'd be much nicer than anything we've experienced over the last 20 years. So sure thing man, let's do it.
1: Last week, Tua Tungavaloa was 10 of 28 for 145 yards and a touchdown. Josh, I mean the best way to describe the offense a week ago was um F it. Tyreek's down there somewhere, right? That that's pretty much what this team tried to accomplish against this hard.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's one thing that I don't know that we're truly, you know, Thinking about in this game. We can't talk about the Dolphins' speed and all that, you know, how much they love to throw the football, which we've seen, but the snows, obviously, you know, regardless of whether they can throw the ball or not, that's going to negate some of that speed. You know, Tyreek Hill, well, the cheetah might be able to, but I've heard Jalen Waddle, I think he said he never even saw snow before. I mean, that's kind of the reason I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they don't know that it'll be a factor. So I hope they can get the run game established. I hope they can lean on Raheem Mostert much more than we've seen in the past, but um, truly, where, again, this game's going to be won and lost, it's going to be in the trenches. And as we remember from that week three game, I mean, was that not the one where Tua Tanvaloa nearly, you know, he got destroyed in that game, did he not? Got taken out, came back in, everyone thought he was concussed, ended up coming back and winning that game, but if you can't protect Tua when you do have to throw the football, I mean, I just have flashbacks a little bit, and that's the last thing we want to see in the snow. But uh, it is powdery snow, so that might help a little bit. But um, I think the Dolphins definitely need to go back to the drawing board, definitely need to focus on that run game and get back to throwing those underneath passes, get back to checking down if you have to, running screens, not overthinking things. I think there was a report going around that on first or third down, I mean, or first down, they're attacking the thing way downfield compared to other teams. And that's just not the way to win games. I mean, that's a way to get behind the sticks, as we've seen the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, and it, it's kind of a back and forth, though, right? Because I think it is a way to win games. It's not a way to win every game. I think that's one thing the Dolphins are realizing is we that We like
2: it—sorry, we like it, Sorry, we like it when, when they're winning games. When they're not, then we can use that as the reason why. <laughs>
1: That's exactly why they're not yet. Yeah, whatever the Dolphins are doing, we're going to use this for the reason one way or another. And uh, Jalen Waddle actually had a really fun quote. Um, he was asked if he's going to bring extra socks or change his uniform at halftime. Uh, Waddle basically just said, our competitive spirit, shoot, that's what I'm going to bring. And there's a big part of me that thinks he says something other than shoot, but I thought that was pretty fun. And let's talk about Jalen Waddle for a second, Josh, because over the last two weeks, he has a total of 40 yards. However, at the same time, he currently ranks 29th in the league with just 59 receptions. Maybe, Josh, I mean, I'm not an expert. This isn't the offense cannot be fixed in 140 characters. However, maybe if we dropped his 17 yards per catch, which is I think, sixth in the NFL, if we dropped that a little bit so he could actually catch that ball, I think those number of receptions goes up. I think two of his completions go up, and in reality, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that means the team would get more first downs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you can definitely look at the way Jalen Waddle has been utilized. You know, some of the drops, like you mentioned. I mean, that's we see him go up and make awesome contested catches. So when he does have a drop, I mean, it's one of those things where you're just not truly expecting. But I think you know that is a lot of the reason why the Dolphins haven't had success these last few weeks. You know, obviously, no, no shit, right? I mean, it's the way the defenses are defending them. Taking, you know, if you take a Jalen Waddle out of the game, they're just own, you know, focused only on Tyree Kill. I mean, it's a complete game changer. So I mean, Sean McDermott, one of the best defensive coaches, if not, you know, the I, I'm I'm trying to think. Of all the other defense coaches in football, Belichick, right? Brian so Forrest. Uh, Brian, oh yeah, Brian Forrest, <laughs> Mike Tomlin. I mean, so there's <laughs> some there's some very good t- defense coordinators. But I mean, uh what we've seen out Sean McDermott's defense has just been, you know, attack, attack, attack. And when you see uh San Francisco 49ers kind of getting that blueprint together, you see the way the Chargers, you know, kind of take it, took it to the next level. I mean, again, the snow, the elements, part of me is just feeling like uh definitely queasy heading into this game. But man, they have to let the penguin cook in that snow. Is that is that a thing? Can Penguins cook in snow? <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, the, that's this penguin
1: can't eat their fish raw. So yes, he has to cook in the snow. So that's so true. I
2: no ceviche. Gonna,
1: I don't know if he's a big sushi guy. So I guess we'll have to ask someone has to ask Jalen Waddle about that. Uh, but Josh, this is a Bills defense that allows six point six yards per attempt, has thirteen interceptions on the year. Last week against the Jets, four sacks, eight quarterback hits. Mike White is now not playing this week because he was folded like a lawn chair and has broken ribs. So man, that, this is a hard hitting Buffalo Bills defense. This is a very tough group to play against. You mentioned what they've done to Tua last year. They broke his ribs. This year it was a concussion. Um, it does seem like Teron Armstead. He's been questionable all week. I, if I had to bet money, I'd say he plays just because he's an absolute baller. You could injure, he could be looking like the, uh, What's the game? Emergency operation. He could be looking like the operation guy. There could be like a cat in his elbow or something. He'd still go out there and play. Uh, but Josh, protecting Tua, getting the ball out quick. I, I think the key on this side of the ball has to be just getting the ball out a lot faster so that pass rush doesn't get there. And everyone probably knows by now, but Von Miller, he's done for the season with an injury. So I think the biggest difference between these two teams since last time, the Dolphins' pass rush is a little better. Buffaloes might be a little worse, but they still have a squad. Greg Rousseau is a very good pass rusher. Um, Shaq Lawson. This could be a revenge game for him, going back up against the Miami Dolphins. So I do think, man, it, this Bills defense is such a tough, tough task, and you gotta play a little safer than just hooking it downfield or waiting for those plays to develop. I mean, it's got to be those one point eight second dropbacks, things like that. And let Tua or let Tyreek, let Jalen Waddle, let. The Golden Retriever. Mike Gasicki has not caught a ball, Josh, in three games. Let him go play in the snow. I think that is like a key to success right there. If Gasicki is having a fun day in the snow, there's no way the Dolphins lose
2: no way whatsoever. And it's funny because I don't know if you saw it last night, but uh, the San Francisco 49ers, one of the first touchdowns of the game was to George Kittle. And of course, I said, you know, steal this play, Miami Dolphins. And apparently, Chan Gailey ran it back in 2019. You know, everyone's reminding me, you know, correcting me. And I'm just like, <laughs> the whole point was to utilize the tight ends and do something, Mike McDaniel. So, um, yeah, man, utilize those tight ends. Because again, those are the, these are those games where you want to rely on that underneath target. Uh, you mentioned Matt Milano. I mean, was he not the guy that pushed to a tongue of a low? Also, I mean, this guy's just headhunting in the AFC East, I believe. So, um, yeah, you got to figure out a way to contain them. And it goes back to the previous podcast, Jake, where we discussed, um, you know, are we going to see Eric Fisher this week? Mike McDaniel mentioned how uh, he's getting the playbook down. Once you translate, you know, the language to your football knowledge, it all becomes, you know, very seamless. And he's going to be out there as quick as he can. So we saw Brand Shell struggle a little bit last week. Again, you're going against the defense that. Compared to week three, you know, they didn't have Jordan Poyer, very great safety, Trey White, Ed Oliver. I mean, they're getting some pieces back on that defensive side of the football. And when you got the Miami Dolphins, who, again, it just seems like everything has started to go wrong. And we're just starting to feel like that same old Miami Dolphins team, they might be smelling blood in the water. And that's, you know, exactly how this game could unravel very, very quickly.
1: As per tradition, there's blood in the water in Miami in December, man. It's, it's been so annoying the fact that you know we're having a good season and there's just a couple national media guys who decide to jump on when all we want to do is have fun right we're not going to win a super i would love us to win a super bowl but but the goal is for us to have fun for for the national media guys to come out and and pit the dolphins against the chargers social media it, it just kind of takes it away where like hey we know we're not there yet but josh how do you feel about going into this game is it the same old dolphins
2: Oh, man. I mean, we try to be homers here, right, man? I mean, I try my best to put on a big, happy face, you know, a clown mask every time we come on here and, and you know, try to spin things as most positively as possible. But, man, I, I think that this Dolphins team... Absolutely much different than what we've seen before. But I think the way this season, at least as of now, is slowly starting to unwind. I mean, it just feels like the same cycle that we've been on for 20 years. Unfortunately, you know, heading into this matchup, I have to, you know, piggyback on Merrickson. I mean, he already took all the the heat, right? He already took all the heat for predicting a loss. So um, I I wanted to come on here and I was going to say a 14-13 Dolphins win. But I mean, if someone was sitting here and saying how it's, you know, your life depends on whether or not you project this game. Accurately, I mean, I would have to lean Buffalo based on the elements, based on you know how many pieces that defense is getting back. And again, based on what they're doing right now. I mean, the Bills are just starting to heat up when you know the dolphins are starting to slide, and it's just the the worst timing. So I said all that. I'm still gonna go 14, 13 dolphins. <laughs>
1: yes, there it is. If I uh didn't do if I didn't write eight stories a week and do three podcasts a week, I'd say 20 to 10, the Bills take it. Uh, but maybe the bills should be a little, uh, a little bit of the inspiration for the dolphins. Cause man, I mean, Josh Allen's been playing her, her elbow. I mean, it's about finding ways to win. Like it doesn't always have to be pretty with the bombs to Tyree kill. It can be some gritty underneath routes. It, it can be just running the football time and time again, hoping something goes right. Um, So man, I, I think I'm going to sit with you. I think I want to even say something gross, like nine to six Miami. Um, But I don't know how much you're going to trust the field goal kickers if it's crazy. So um. 23-20 Dolphins again I cannot pick the Bills because we do this show too much but that is how I feel Josh I am a little queasy too but I do think this is the this could be even if it's a loss here I am talking myself into it eh, one of those uh feel-good losses even right you know the old cliche of you know you'd rather people on Dolphins Twitter would rather lose close games instead of win blowouts type of things just for
2: that satisf- satisfying feel I don't know man but Real quick, Jake, a tweet from Jason Sarnia. I mentioned earlier how this wasn't necessarily a must win. I know some people have talked about the Packers not being a must win. He said, I realize it is not a must win for Miami tomorrow in Buffalo. If you're aiming to sneak into the playoffs, however, a Miami win and a week 17 Monday night football game in Cincinnati where Burrow and the Bengals maybe beat the bills and all else happens as it should Miami Buffalo will each be 12 and five and the Miami dolphins would win the AFC. So um, he's given everybody a little bit of Christmas hope. Um, I think I'm going to sit there and ride that too. I mean, why not? go 12-5, and five, somehow win the division. But again, I just can't help but feel like the same old dolphin. That's the key,
1: man. There's still a way. Like, that's why this isn't the same old team. There, It's December 16th, and there's a pathway to win the division. I think that's so important to keep in mind as we're watching this game. Whatever happens, I think it's important to keep in mind this team is headed in the right direction. But that is it. That is it for our Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins preview. Because if I kept going, Josh, I just said, keep going. I don't know. I feel kind of queasy until we've got playoffs
2: stage. Were you attacking me with that? Because I'm always queasy. But the one thing I wanted to ask you, Jake, right before we wrap this up, again, we talked about before the last box we wanted to see to a check was this, you know, playing in shitty weather. I mean, how do you feel if he goes out there again and, you know, 10 of 28, 145 yards, an interception, a touchdown. I mean, I don't think that you sit here and look at this game as, you know, your deciding factor on what two has done. I mean, you got to look at the entire season, look at the two seasons prior to this. And again, I think he's playing very good football. And this is not a game where, um, you know, the fan base should jump down his throat if it, for some reason he goes out there and and things start to spin out of control. But again, when you're playing those AFC's teams every year in this type of weather, I mean, you want to be able to see that he can at least do it, right? And so far we have seen him play some of his worst football in these situations when it mattered most.
1: I think Tua is actually, if the temperature is beneath 35 degrees, I think he's 0-3 against the spread. Um, yeah, whether it's Buffalo, New England, or maybe even a first-round playoff game, man, they, they can't go over 3 in cold weather games. I, I think then we'll start having a discussion. I don't think any decision about Tua's long-term uh, projection as the team's quarterback will be made on Saturday night. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it can definitely be made if he plays well. That is, that
2: is 100%. Yeah, and that's what we want, right? Let's ride or die. Let's see two go out there. Let him cook. left over 400 yards in that snow. Shut everybody up, and let's come out of that game with a win. But, guys, we are running out of time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, with the Jake and Josh Show. We will be back next week to discuss a Miami Dolphins victory. But until then, as always, Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio,
0: part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network.
2: Miami has
0: the Dolphins.